my friends, it's Andy and Heidi coming live from Orange County, California. How are you, my love? I am fantastic. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're going to have to carry us tonight. You wore me out. <laughs> With a walk. With a walk. <laughs> my feet hurt. We walked to the restaurant, uh, Oceans and Earth. Yes. That was a long walk. Was it? Yeah. yeah. We did a total of three miles, actually. Yes. Not yes. bad. Poor old people. <laughs> that wasn't bad at all, actually. It was nice. And it was in perfect weather. We got to walk by our lake and yes. saw some, uh, we saw a ringtail hawk. Yes. And we saw some ducks. And we saw people that I said hi to. Yeah, lots of people you said hi to. Yes. That, uh, I got to learn. Yeah. Go to resurrectministry.com to find other content that we have available where we talk about God. Jesus. And Jesus. And the Holy Spirit. Yes. <laughs> All in one. Um, but uh, yeah, go to resurrectministry.com and go there and uh, check us out. Write um, a little uh, email to us and subscribe and let us know what you think. And uh, if you if you want to, you can leave a little something in the, in in the, the till. In the till. <laughs> we, can't, we can't call it tithing, huh? Because we're not a church. No. Yeah, so. It just sounded better. Yeah. <laughs> Most people say, if you want to partner with us, yes. please donate. Yes, that'd be awesome. Um, but go there. We're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional is the devotional that we in. We try to do it almost every night. But, um, you know, like last night, uh, we got to watching Jack. And we were behind a little bit. Next thing you know, when it was over, it was like 10, 10 15. Yes. So it was a little too late uh, for us to go live. I was wide awake and ready to go. <laughs> Maybe not. All right. Uh, June 2nd, right? Uh, it is entitled, God Will Deliver You. Amen. The um, reference is Daniel 3.17, which says, Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Mm. Shadrach, name? Meshach, and Abednego. I love it when you say that. Scripture reading got it down. is John 21, 15 through 25, which we'll read, we'll read uh, after the devotional. Smith says, God wants to saturate. to saturate. Sorry, there's a typo in the in the thing. God wants to saturate us with his word. His word is a living truth. I pity one who has gone a whole week without temptation because God tries only the people who are worthy. <gasps> Boy, must I be worthy. <laughs> If you are passing through difficulties, trials are rising, darkness is appearing, and everything becomes so dense you cannot see through. Hallelujah. God will see you through. He is a God of deliverance, a God of power. He is near to you if you will only believe. He can anoint you with fresh oil and make your cup run over. Jesus is the balm in Gilead, the rose of Sharon. I believe that God wants to align us with such perfection of blessing and beauty that he will say, that we will say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Mm. When the hand of God is on you and the clay is fresh in the potter's hands, the vessel will be made perfect as you are pliable in God's hands. He can put his stamp on you today. He can mold you anew and change your vision. He can remove the difficulty. The Lord of hosts is here, waiting for your affection. 
Remember Jesus' question. Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? If there is anything in you that is not yielded and bent to the plan of the Almighty, you cannot preserve what is spiritual only in part. When the Spirit of the Lord gets perfect control, then we begin to be changed by the expression of God's light in our human frame. The whole body begins to have the fullness of his life manifested in until God so has us that we believe all things. Thought for today, God never lets the chastening rod fall upon anything except what is marring the vessel. So the crux of it, I think, is right in that sentence. Wait. Uh, if there is anything in you that is not yielded and bent to the plan of God, you cannot preserve what is spiritual only in part. So in other words, we have a fleshly body in our spirit. We cannot have a full, uh, daily, robust walk in the spirit if our flesh is still dominating the spirit. And, uh, you know, Hunter talked about this a lot today uh, on the show, that it is we have Christ's righteousness imparted to us. We're supposed to now find how to – we're supposed to show up like Jehoshaphat, right? The story mm -hmm. of King Jehoshaphat. Our job is to show up, put on our armor, and go out and do. So God's already done his part. He's already given us perfection. He's already given us righteousness. He's freed us, forgiven us, redeemed us. Now we got to get off the couch. Mm. That's, I think, what Pastor Jack's plea was last night. He was very emphatic about doing because... How will we answer the Lord that he did all of these amazing things for us and we just watch TV? <laughs> right. You know, and I think that's what, and uh, this, this devotionals particularly got my, my brain and my heart moving because he references so many different uh, books of the Bible, mm -hmm. which are forcing my brain to try to call up each of them. And it's just such a blessing to know the Bible well enough that they are, that I can recollect most of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it makes this even deeper. If you know the backstory of the Song of Solomon and of Job and of Jeremiah, and it's just really, there's, and the story of Jesus talking to Peter and his betrayal and coming back to him and telling him, do you love me? Or Abednego, Shadrach, and Meshach and Abednego. Meshach and Abednego. Um, that their their faith and trust in the Lord was so strong that they go, put us in the fire. Right. If they would have said, no, <laughs> no. What do you, you know, need me to do? No. Eat pork? I don't care. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Worship a Zeus? Zeus? <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of believe in God, but, you know, it, it, then they would have burnt. Your, his yeah. God's expectation is that you either believe in me or you don't. Right. Uh, you have faith in me or you don't. Right. Uh, be, be all in. Kate Mary says, Too cold to get off the couch today. Freezing here in Canberra. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yes. I know how you feel, Kate. It's not freezing here, but there are no. days when it's too cold to get off the couch. Yeah. For sure. Um. There was a couple questions I had. 
That's always if, fun. If you could help me understand I, I a, try. A, a little bit of this. And so right here where he says, he can anoint you with fresh oil and make your cup run over. Jesus is the balm of Gilead and the rose of Sharon, which are yes. uh, Gilead is the reference is referencing to Jeremiah 822, which yes. we'll read. And then the rose of Sharon is referencing Song of Solomon 2.1. So he can anoint you with fresh oil and make your cup run over. And then he goes into Jesus is the bomb. But I don't. So in the so Psalm 23 is King David. And it's about how despite the difficulties he faced, he still trusted the Lord. And he had a very difficult life, you know. Uh, betrayal from his family, the adultery, having a child from the adultery. The King Saul wanted to kill him. He was on the run for 10, 15 years. His his brothers hated his guts. I mean, he was he had a really difficult life, but he had a heart. Um, Jesus, uh, the Lord always said, David is a man after my own heart. And so despite his shortcomings, he had ultimate trust in the Lord juxtapose that to him saying, uh, referencing that scripture, Balma Gilead, that's Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. And he, Jeremiah was prophesying and preaching to the people, repent. It was at a time when the Israelites were completely outside of God's will. And so when they were attacked by the Chaldeans and they were under threat, they couldn't get victory because they were so corrupted and they kept saying to themselves, we, because they had the Holy of Holies, they had the sanctuary. So in those days, right, the glory of the Lord, the Shekinah glory of the Lord was outside of human beings. Mm -hmm. It was in a thing, in a, either in a temple in a box or a box in a temple. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, we've got, we've got the Lord, we've got the King and we've got the Lord. We don't need anything else. And so they basically were just hedonistic um because they just relied on this box you know wow. and so he so this is like is there no bomb in gilead there, is there no cure um for what we have and there was a cure it was obedience to the lord but they didn't use the cure and Got so it. uh smith is saying jesus is that cure he has the cure for whatever ails us but again we have to suit up and show up this is not the walk with Jesus. A lot of times people settle for just being saved. Fantastic. It is amazing. It's the greatest gift in the world, but that's the beginning of the walk. Uh, salvation. Then you're supposed to suit up and show up and do what it is um, that you're expected and what your purpose, your calling is in this world. I was going to avoid talking about, Oh, I saw what I, I see what I did here. I'm on YouTube on two different. You can't be on YouTube on two things, but I'm on YouTube on two things. Um, <laughs> and so what is it? What's, what's It'll cancel one. Oh. Uh, I was wondering why. Anyway, I just noticed something. So I'm on YouTube on two different channels. Um, I was going to try not to talk about police work today because I've done it like three days in a row. <laughs> but you can't help but think about that. The preparation of being in the academy, being in the field training officer, which is also in the field FTO program where you're with a bunch of different veteran police officers who teach you what they know from their knowledge and their experience. So you go through this academy, you go through the FTO program, which is a you know several months, and then you are now on your own and you get your call. It's like you're, you're prepared, you were taught, you were trained, mm -hmm. and now you get this call of a you know armed and dangerous man who ran into a residential area 
and you going, no, I think I'll just stay in my car <laughs> and, uh, you know, watch for, you know, people crossing the street that shouldn't be crossing the street or people, uh, cops have made car stops on the way to emergency calls. I can, I'm on a, I'm on a car stop to avoid uh, going. And uh, I mean, sneaky. Yeah. And that's not, no, you were prepared for these moments. This is what your job is. Yes. And so now bringing it to the Christian, you know, we, I mean, I have no excuse now. My previous excuse that I was just still in my flesh and that's not a good excuse either, but at least I, you know, at least you understood it. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I, now I understand why I was failing and everything as far as relationships and things like that. And, you know, and the goodness of having the goodness of life was because I was living in my flesh. But now that I understand what it is that we are supposed to be doing, and that is, you know, spending time with God, reading his word, you know, spending time at church, uh, surrounding yourself with other godly people that, that now I'm now God is now God's going to say, all right, now I'm going to challenge you. Now I'm going to put you in these positions. I'm going to walk you up an aisle at church and I'm going to put a woman in an aisle who, who needs your help and see whether you stop or not. And I, I failed. Whoops. <laughs> Next. But it's, it's the same thing. Like there was the call, the emergency call, and I drove by. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I had been to the academy uh, of the devotionals and reading his word and men's studies and all the things that I do. And God says, okay, here's your call. Hey, where are you, where are you going? It's right here. Don't you love that? Yeah. So. So I, I couldn't help it, but that's uh, it's the very same thing. You've been prepared for a moment, and it's up to you to do it now. Follow through. You want to answer nature pilot sure. POV's question? Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it's a he or she, but it says, what kind of Muslim was Hedia? <laughs> I'm not sure if you're saying that as a perspective of a of a Muslim, meaning you're asking, like, what sect? But uh, I would you presume that's what the yeah. context of the question is? Okay. Uh, and assuming you know the responses, <laughs> or, I mean, or, or devout or not devout, that's yep. what I first thought. But then I thought afterwards that if he's yes, what sect? Ahl Sunnah If you're a Muslim, you would understand what that means. <laughs> if you're not, I can further explain. But that yes, do you understand that yeah, response? That? That's yes. No, but does he understand my response? Because I answered. Oh, yes, yes. Very good. What would be another one? Salafi. Salafi, um, isn't that what you say? Salafi, <laughs> Salafi. Oh. Um, what else? Tabligi. Different. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I love how amusing it is for you. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's a little bit scary, uh, yet exciting at the same time. Salafi and Ahasuna or Jamaa are the same things. Ah, it depends on which uh, which branch of Ahasuna you believe in. Uh, the, wow, that's a long discussion. But I, I, I'm guessing it'd be like the you know French Christian Church and Calvary. No, to us that difference would be similar to Catholics versus oh. evangelicals. Oh, really? Yes. Well, that's a huge difference. Yes, but this gentleman or woman believes that they're one and the same but can we go into the into why someone might think that they're one and the same do you really want to do that? yeah <laughs> do you think the rest of our audience is 
is interested in what that difference is? I think is? so. I mean, a part of the, the interest, at least I have, is ah, understanding. Let me, uh, I have a good way of explaining. Okay, good. What has inspired me. They, uh, it's a matter of holding on to tradition. So uh, the authenticity of Islam. So Ahasan Wajima says they are the original four schools of thought and they preserved the intent of Muhammad, his message and the Quran, the God um, as they understood it to be in the Quran. The Salafis are the purest. They said, and a lot of people associated with terrorism where they said um, the four original schools were corrupted. They had defiled the religion over time and it needed to be reformed and mm -hmm. purified. So this, what he's, what this person is saying is that the Salafis are the true Ahl Sunnah Jama'ah because the other ones who claim to be Ahl Sunnah Jama'ah are corrupted. So it's, it's basically a claim of authenticity. Okay. Would it be anything like Jews and Christians? No, it's, it's Catholics and Christians. Oh, okay. Because they all confess to be Muslims. Oh, let's see. You get a little... Yeah. We have a <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I understand usually Salafis claim that they are they're Ahlus Sunnah, but Ahlus Sunnah do not accept Salafis as Ahlus Sunnah, and that I know for a fact. I've written on it extensively. I've traveled the world studying it and, and met with muftis of about twelve countries. And traditional Ahlus Sunnah Jamaa do not accept Salafis as members of Ahlus Sunnah Jamaa. Though I do understand that Salafis think they are. How do they get along if they're in the same room? They do not. Oh. Very interesting. <laughs> he is of a different opinion. Oh, she, good. he, she. Totally that's, acceptable. That's right. we, Free country. We love that. <laughs> we love that we have differing opinions. Hey, while I have uh, enough people on right now, if all of you that are watching. Um, he, yes. Oh, thank you. It's a he. Okay. Thank you. We, we I, really do appreciate you being here. I would, I would love a question about how is it different as an experience as a Christian? Why did I accept Jesus Christ? Why would I, why would I leave Ahasan or Jama um, to have a relationship with the Lord? That's a far more interesting And if you don't question. mind sharing your faith uh, as, it, as it stands now, uh, what your faith is. Um, but if you could take the time to type in the comment, hashtag Jesus. Type in hashtag Jesus, and I want to see. I have a little tool that I want to test. This isn't the giveaway for the hat yet. I need to test it for real to see if it works. And so if you would type in, no matter what faith you are, <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Jesus, that would be awesome. All right, good. Thanks, Nature Pilot POV, just like you did. Hashtag Jesus, that's what we're looking for. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Jen. Uh, so going back to He's uh, a Hanafi him. Muslim. Which means he's probably from South Asia, India, or Pakistan. Because depending on what school of thought. Uh, so interesting. You call yourself Hanafi, but do you consider yourself Salafi Hanafi? Not South Indian. Not, not South Asian. Hmm. It's a little guessing game we got going on. Yeah. Here. Let's get to the scripture and we'll come back. Um, we'll come back. Because you want to read that? Yes. Now? No, okay. let's read the scripture. All right. So we have scripture. Uh, oops. Oh, man. Come on. We're going to get this down as far as putting the scripture up. Well, there's a lot today. So we're just going to do um, the scripture from John. Yeah. So this is today's scripture right here. John 21, 15 through 25. 
So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend to my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said it to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he spoke, signifying by death, by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple who Jesus loved following, who had also leaned on his breast during supper. This <laughs> is John telling him about himself. Oh. Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Then the saying went out among the brethren that the disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him he wouldn't die. But if I will, if I will that he remain till I come, what is it to you? This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. The, the interesting thing that I, you know, that I'm not sure what it was not, it's not called an allegory, is it? What word Jesus uses, like he oh, asks questions. Oh. Like the way he asks questions, like, you know, all the things that he asks here. Yeah. Like, why do you say that? Or... Rhetorical questions. Rhetorical, that's the word I meant. It's, it's, it's an awesome way of, of getting people to think. Yes. Um, and I, I love that part of the Bible, uh, you know, because it makes me think, well, what would I say? Like, why is he? And it also makes you say, why is he doing that? There's a bigger, yes. like, these guys were following him. These guys were with him. And, like, he's, is, is he truly sometimes dumbfounded? Like, how is it you've been walking with me now <laughs> for so long and you don't understand? You don't understand. Well, and remember, this is prophetic. And I know from my own experience with the Lord, there are things he said to me, whether it was about a spouse or about my future, that do not make sense until now. Even the promises about my daughter, that they are things you're told and you hold on to them because you don't see the manifestation of them until much later. And so what he's basically telling Peter is that he will be in charge of many of the future disciples. And so he's saying, the greatest uh, responsibility I'm giving you is to feed my sheep, meaning tend to them, care for them, be a shepherd to them when he's no longer on the earth. And then he's telling him how he's going to die. Wow. And that will always remain in Peter's mind. So I'm sure when Peter was in prison, he remembered those words. Right. Um, remember to, if you haven't done it yet, type in hashtag Jesus in the comments. That would be uh, helpful. To, uh, to test our tool that we'll be using to give away a hat Yay! tomorrow. Tomorrow or Saturday. Cool hat. Sure. <laughs> All right. Now let's read Psalm 23.5. Oh, this is again, King David, you speaking to the Lord, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. 
Jeremiah 8 to 22. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? Also a somewhat rhetorical question. Yep. Song of Solomon 2, 1. I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. Is there a movie called Lily of the Valley? I think so. Black and white movie, maybe, back in the day. Uh, Job, 13.15. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. Even though he slay me. Remember, Job at this point has probably, by chapter 13, maybe some kids have died. I don't know if he's gotten all the boils around his body, if his wife's left him, if he's lost all of his money. But at some point, all that stuff happens to him. Job is uh, where God said to the devil. Yes. Do everything but take his life. Yeah. He can destroy his life, but don't kill him. Yes. Wow. Yes. have that much faith yes like i i'm i was so weak early on that just a couple like you know yeah a couple like a little flick on my ear like oh geez god hates me (laughs) i'm mad at him now i'm not ever talking to god again and juxtapose that to what smith is suggesting carry difficulties and I'm, i'm i'm interested because we have a muslim friend on this Oftentimes, when I was a Muslim, I heard them constantly talk about how weak uh, Christians were. And yet, this is a, a very powerful preacher and writer and author, Smith says. And he says, if you are passing through difficulties, trials are rising, darkness is appearing, and everything becomes so dense you can't see through, hallelujah. God will see you through. He is a God of deliverance and a God of power. And as I've said in the past, I, I, once I started to actually walk with Christ, I was dumbfounded by how people could say that it was a weak faith or that Christians were weak. Uh, because were you truly to be a Christ follower, to live as Christ and to die as gain? And so it is, a, it is a, actually a quite um, demanding religion, um, a self-sacrificial one, and uh, there's this expression that's attributed to, I think it's Bin Laden, where he says, we love uh, death like you love life. He says, well, you know, what is, what is the power behind your success? And he says, we love death like you love life. Quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. Quite the opposite. The Christian should love and not fear death um, much more than he does life. Should, but I think there might be some, some truth to it. You know, in the Western United, in the United States, the Western <laughs> the Christians that are in these third world countries and the missionaries that go to these third world countries um, fear death way less, and, and probably not at all. Yes, here in the United States, we've gotten so comfortable. Uh, it's only until recently that we've been more challenged. Yes, and we've gone. Wait a minute, this this needs to change. We need to speak up a little bit more, and we need to be stronger, and we need to be brave. And the fearful have, have really shown themselves. Yes. And uh, even uh, those pastors of certain churches have shown them themselves not to be very brave. Yes, Jan, I'm sorry. You're right. She didn't leave. She just cursed him constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one's worse. But yes, she didn't ultimately leave. She, she just, she was very displeased with what was happening to him. Uh 
Oh, this is an interesting question. Sorry, I'm pretty new to Twitch. Switch. Twitch? Twitch. Twitch. So still learning how this works. Is it interactive or more a matter of watching and being silent? No, we actually, this is supposed to be quite interactive. Yeah. It downloads into a podcast or our podcast listeners are, are not able to participate, but our live broadcast, we're on Rumble, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook Live. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. <laughs> and, LinkedIn yes. and we're on LinkedIn Live. Yeah. Um, and How'd you it, find us? Yeah, that'd be good to know. Nature pilot. Nature pilot. I'm especially curious POV. because of the the prayer that you said before we started that you've never said before. Oh, really? You don't remember? <laughs> I don't. That's know why I'm probing. Oh, how interesting. Yes, Andy prayed a special prayer today. Randomly searching on Twitch. Awesome. Did you see Living Fearless Devotional or did you see today's CBD oil? <laughs> I'm just curious which one you clicked on. Maybe it finally propagated and now it finally shows. And how did you know I used to be a Muslim? Is it the description? It says in the description. Ah, okay. Uh, and one more time, I know we have some new people that joined in. If you could, um, <laughs> if you could uh, put in the comment, hashtag Jesus, hashtag Jesus. Um, we're going to just test a little a tool that I have to run a contest where we're going to give away one of our new hats, which I don't have handy to show you. Uh, maybe I'll run off uh, during the, um, uh, commercial. the commercial. Um, yes. Uh, I, um, it's called today's CBD oil, but uh, yeah, I don't do much in that, in that field anymore. Um, Jan really loved um, that. One of our comments was funny. I think it was the discussion of Job's <laughs> wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wait for one more person. Come on. One more person has to put in hashtag Jesus. I just want to make this um, test a little bit more exciting. There we go. Thank you, Joseph. We appreciate <laughs> that. Um, there. Is, oh, did we go through all the scripture? Yep. Yes. All right. So here's a tool that we're going to use tomorrow. I'm going to share uh, my screen here. And it's a little giveaway tool, which is so going to be so cool. Hopefully it'll work. Um, so we just bring it up big here. And then I click on. Draw, and then, oh, look at that. Oh, how cool. And then it'll stop, stop on, on somebody. Someone? Oh, me. <laughs> He's already a winner. Look at that, Nature Pilot POV. <laughs> You're already a winner. Oh, my God. That is so how cool. Is that, he says, oh, you can give it to a Christian. <laughs> Have you ever thought of meeting the Lord Jesus Christ? Will you? Will you at least uh, say a prayer for God to reveal himself? I always tell people that uh, Muslims are very sincere worshipers. And if you open your heart to the reality of who God really is, he will show you. So just a small request. Did you, uh, Why I decided to become a Christian. Okay. Super rare for a Sunday to become a Christian. Well, actually, it was a, it was a miraculous journey, but... I left Islam because I spent, I was very devout and I spent uh, over two decades as a sincere worshiper, but I could not, uh, I couldn't fathom. I couldn't live every day. I couldn't live another day knowing that I was not going to, that I didn't have guaranteed salvation. I was, I really struggled with the fact that nobody, no imam, no scholar could tell me that I was guaranteed paradise because at the end, we had to go to judgment and we don't know what God's response would be. So Muhammad never promised salvation. And I'm sure as a, as a Hanafi, you know that. 
And uh, I took, I was wearing a head cover, took my head cover off and the religion unraveled because people told me I would burn for an eternity in hellfire because I took my head cover off because according to the Hadith, that is the punishment of women who do not cover. And um, I just left Islam. When I left Islam, I had a void in my life for um, a relationship with God. And I started watching this pastor and he talked about the free gift of salvation that the Lord uh, died on the cross for us to be saved and redeemed. And all we had to do was turn to him and believe. And we had eternal security, meaning there was no question. We have absolute 100% certainty about where we go when we die. And not only that, that we had the Holy Spirit, God's spirit living with inside of us so that it's now no longer a one-way conversation with a God that you don't know whether he's hearing you or not, but it's a two-way communication direct live communication between the individual and God. You speak to him, he speaks back. And trust me when I tell you, it took me months to figure that out. And once I did, it was, it was the most extraordinary experience I've ever had. And it was, um, and I met the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to me and one of, that's why I told you to pray because ultimately it's up to him. And uh, you're chosen and elected from before the creation of the universe and he will find you when you open your heart to him. He stands at the door knocking. If you open the door, he will dine with you. So I opened my heart, asked God to reveal himself to me, and I heard the voice, the voice of Christ call my name. And that was it. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> That's so amazing. It says, yeah, you have to earn your way to heaven. Do you have a hadith for going to hell? I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, you have to earn your way to heaven. Well, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's really awesome not to have to earn your way to heaven because nobody, there's not a righteous person on earth that can earn their way. God is perfect. God is just. How could we ever be good enough? If we had to earn it, we would never get there. And that's why Jesus Christ came to pay the price of, those, of that sin because that price had to be paid. Somebody had to pay it. And there weren't enough animal sacrifices in the world to pay that price that that's what the the jews were doing for um sacrifice for atonement so uh god came down incarnate in flesh in the form of his son to pay that price for us and that living with absolute certainty of where you go when you die is um a gift that is beyond description uh for the hijab i you know i'd have to look it up I couldn't tell you, but it was cited to me and I, I read it for myself and it was cited to me by three scholars. It is um, absolutely, it is actually quite gruesome if you read the Hadith. It's about women, um, they're put on hooks by their hair and they hang for an eternity on that hook by their hair for not wearing a head cover. Anyways, I actually have a video on Allah's mercy based on Quran and Hadith, so agree to disagree. <laughs> Allah's mercy, right. But you have to rely on receiving that mercy. It's not guaranteed. So you do all these actions, you do all this devotion, and then you go on the day of judgment, and you have to see whether he grants you that mercy. Did you do enough devotion? Did you keep the, the five prayers? Did you keep wudu? Did you cover? Did you fast? And did you fast properly? Did you fast sunrise to sunset? Did you not cheat? You know, like what time you, because some people would, 
we would go right up to the dawn break to to stop eating and you're like oh no that's that's, there's no sun out yet it's not it's not sunrise (laughs) i mean all those little things will affect whether you will experience god's mercy well uh, that's that's not what christ offers christ is absolute um certainty and i think it i think it needs to be said but it doesn't i don't matters that much but to me it does that in this community that we, you were in as a muslim that you were about as high as you can get as a woman uh, yes. in that faith and we're being and we're extremely close to the leader of that community yes where i mean all over the world you can google me it's everywhere taught people all over the place i wrote books yeah. i taught classes i led our local women's group yeah absolutely so i and i mean and I want to say this with all due respect, I have many family members that are still Muslims. Uh, it was not, it, I turned away because it no longer represented truth to me. It didn't represent um, the ultimate love of God and who I wanted to worship anymore. So it's not, it's not my desire to disparage or to speak bad about a whole group of people. There are Muslims all over the world that are beautiful, wonderful people. I'm talking about experiencing the one true God. It's about God. It's about who is God. It's not about, it's not about the people. And then and hearing you talk about it, it just, it really is the, the, what I have that's clear to me is that this relationship that, that I have with God is a true relationship one-on-one with the right. holiest the holiest of all and the, the speaking back and the talking and the conversation in the faith that you were in, it, it's, it's not that there's no. intermediaries, there's other things you have to do and you never get there. It's unbecoming for God to speak to creation. It almost would be like too, I think at some point where have you ever met somebody, you know, so, you know, so famous and uh, until then you thought they were amazing. And then you meet them and you go, <laughs> you're you're a nasty human being and i can't i'm so i wish i could go back where i didn't meet you it was so much better it was the the imagination of you being great of you being that actor or whatever it was, oh, yeah. it was so much better that's what I, I feel that you that there's kind of that disappointment like when you especially when you learn wait 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 what i then i'm, I'm not guaranteed what <laughs> after all the stuff that i have to do it and was quite been to uh, Mecca. I went on Hajj. With, you <laughs> had to put up with all the shenanigans <laughs> in Mecca. <laughs> that alone should make it guaranteed. Like uh, uh, you right. went, through, went through all that stuff. Uh, Riyadh Salihin. Is that it? Uh, is that what the one uh, is four thirteen? The one that uh, you pulled up? I'd be curious, but I'll look it up. Thank you for providing the link. Yeah. And then we'll go with one more. How does it make sense to be guaranteed? So a mass murderer is guaranteed paradise, according to Christians. It's a tough one. Yeah. The, Andy <laughs> had that struggle all the time. <laughs> the requirements are that you turn and repent of your sins and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so it is a true repentance, a metanoia in Greek. You have to truly turn. And you do have to truly accept him as Lord. And, you know, it's funny because people give the examples of murderers, but uh, 
let's take it. Let's take an easier example. When you talk about who deserves to be saved, uh, let's talk about variety of worshipers. So if somebody commits adultery, um, should they go? Should they be forgiven? So like if they're a very sincere Muslim worshiper, but they're an adulterer, do they go? Or what about a person that is very devout, raised beautiful children, but steals, you know, is an extortioner at work? Um, what if somebody accidentally commits ve vehicular manslaughter? Do they, should they go? Like where, who, where does this arbitrary line of sin get drawn and who is the arbiter? So in other words, we don't know what is the standard. We're told a whole bunch of rules, but you ultimately go there with this fear and dread, not knowing if you made the cut. And so that's just something I no longer wanted to live with. I no longer wanted to live with the, with the turmoil of not knowing whether I was going and that I would spend an eternity outside of God's presence. That to me was, there was nothing worse. So whatever was happening to me in this life, nothing was worth um, not knowing my eternal destination. And it, it, that definitely was my biggest stumbling block as a police officer, uh, arresting people from, for murder and child molestation, uh, and then learning later that they, you know, while they were in jail, they accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I would think, oh, so now they get to go to heaven? <laughs> and so, I, I, you know, that would be my right. big thing. They, how is that possible? I know what that guy did. But then, and that was even during the time that I was, you know, going to church every Sunday and being a religious person. And yet still had that, that thought that it just doesn't make any sense to me. But when I really started to read the Bible and it really came to life to me and I began to listen to what God was saying through his word is that the Bible was full of murderers and people. Moses was a murderer. Everybody. And that's the, that's the, that's the story of the Bible. The story of the Bible is that the least of us, once we give our life to God and accept Jesus now in the, in the, the New Testament, as our Lord and Savior, that your uh, eternity is promised, and you can't you can't be in the faith and not understand that because Paul, being one of the best teachers terrorist. of the Bible, was a terrorist <laughs> and, and and murdering all up until the day uh, that he accepted the uh, you know but his, absolutely his, uh, great example forward would be what he would be going forward what he would be uh, to the Bible and to the message. I mean, he's the most prolific writer in the, in the Bible. Um, and so Absolutely. then once you, once you read it and understand it, you go, Oh, well, it's the I, transformative I, power of receiving God incarnate. Like the Holy spirit in your life is, is transformative. You're no longer a person that walks in flesh. You're walking in the spirit and, and it's forgiven. The, what you did in the flesh is forgiven. And like I said, what's the arbitrary standard? Do we, do we forgive homosexuals, but not adulterers? Do we forgive adulterers, but not murderers? Like it, it's all sin. It's all sin and falls short of the glory of God. So how can we rely on some arbitrary standard that none of us on the planet earth know? Um, and God solved that problem for us, paid the ultimate price. And our job after that point is to do our very best to live as Jesus wants us to live. And we fail every day um, doing that just in our thoughts. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a great discussion. So happy for um, our friend. Yes. Thank Nature, you for coming Nature on. Nature pilot and POV. POV. 
contributing. Yeah, it's always great. And, and continue to, to watch and to uh, comment. It's been awesome. And uh, Kate, let's... Uh, <laughs> Kate says, that sounds like too much hard work. He did all the work and suffered for our sins. So when we turn and accept him, all God sees is his son. We get a stamp that says forgiven. Yeah. Amen. His blood cleanses all sin. There are oh, no degrees of sin. All have sinned. Yeah, that's. but that's what I'm saying is that when you rely on a sin and mercy-based system, then you don't know what sins have weight. And they said that, you know, Allah has a scale. And so your good deeds are put on one side. That The whole concept used to <laughs> totally freak me out. That it was a scale. And it was like, I always thought, I'm like, were these deeds going to be heavier? Or, or, or the bad deeds going to be heavier? Right. And then, you know, like, depending on how your life was going, you were wondering, uh-oh, is this scale tipping? Like, I was, I was obsessed with this scale. Constantly worried about whether it was tipping or not, you know? Oh, my gosh. Jesus set me free. He came to set the captive free. I'm exhausted just listening to you. I can barely... <laughs> Yeah, I barely remember to brush my teeth in the morning. <laughs> you know, I gotta, and, and there's a whole ritual. I have to go to the bathroom, I understand. Oh, there's like a whole, big uh, ritual. Shenanigans. <laughs> it's a big ritual. Oh. Uh, my family, we used to make a joke that we wouldn't drink too many liquids throughout the day because we didn't <laughs> want to make the rituals. Didn't want to do that all over again. And as you get older, you're like, got to go to the bathroom all the time. <laughs> what a pain. Well, see, now it's a little more convenient for me now. <laughs> But you're really happy with the bidet. He's really oh enjoying gosh. that the part bidet of it. Is like, if you don't have a bidet, you don't know what you're missing. When I got into this whole Persian family thing and their bidet, and I don't know, it may not be a Persian thing, but wow, you guys got bidets Muslims, everywhere. yeah, because you, used, because you have to wash with water. That thing changed my life. Like, I, I have no idea why I didn't have this in my life before. I would have pulled a garden hose through the, the window of the bathroom. If I would have known, if I would have known that a bidet was so amazing, <laughs> this, you just walk out. I mean, you walk out like, whoa. It's, it's the Mexican's bidet. You're going <laughs> to... <laughs> I think we're losing our audience now. I'm sorry for all of our dear righteous friends out there. <laughs> a Mexican bidet. Yes. It's a green garden hose coming through the window. I was going to do those after the edify. But okay. <laughs> you want to read? <laughs> Saying uh, Bismillah Rahman Rahim is 190 good deeds. We get showered with good deeds and he's very forgiving. Well, you know what? I used to recite. I had a weird, you know, where I used to recite 10,000 Allahs, 1,000 Astaghfirullah, Bismillah Rahman Rahim a thousand times. And I, it, it, but like I said, you'd never know if it's enough. You cannot go to sleep tonight and just meditate on that concept. Think about it. Do you ever know if it's enough? You, you have no way of knowing. And that kind of uncertainty is, I just couldn't live with that anymore. And you shouldn't either. Just saying. Yeah, stick around. <laughs> and see, we he's pretty confident. Pretty confident, I'm sure. You're confident, see, but I'm there's, sure. There's, there's room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're pretty confident, but I'm 100% sure of where I'm going. The good news is we've had um, at least three that I remember. No, maybe four. Four uh, Muslims people come to Christ. started watching that were Muslim. And then um, by the time Hedia got done with them, they were <laughs> accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. 
I went and got the hat just so you can see what it looks like. This is our new hat that we'll be giving away this weekend. Oh, the light's too bright. It has a little logo on there. Has a little rubber thing. Pretty darn cool looking hat, eh? Very cool. Yeah, we'll be giving that away now that I know the tool works. The tool is pretty awesome. It was. That was so cool. I like that little roulette thing that it did, the little twirly thing. Yes, that was exciting. Yes, so we'll look forward to doing that tomorrow. Yeah, but uh, and, and I, my favorite part of this whole show is the discussion between you and Nature Pilot POV. It was awesome hearing a little bit more detail. Thank you. And you're welcome to send us an email comment on my rep, on my website. Can you put up the banner thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, here's the website address. <laughs> Don't know what I'm doing. Here we go. There it is. Resurrectministry.com. So you can comment, check out the videos. You should watch some of my videos. Uh, it's about my testimony, how I came to Christ. You can also go to, uh, Jack Hibbs, wait, life. The podcast. It's podcast. on, it's also on the website. Uh, Everything's on the website. Oh yeah. Even that one. Yes, of course. Look at you. It's in the media. Wow. You are spectacular. <laughs> uh, I definitely will. Very Aww, good. Thank you. That's awesome. We love you. Yep. Remember, Jesus loves you too. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Let's go to this this fantastic app, and maybe pilot the uh, the shenanigans POV <laughs> and go and learn from some other um, Christian experts. That's people how that are. That's how I met Jesus. Yeah. I met Jesus on YouTube. Doing other things. Um, relationship to podcasts christian podcasts where would they go Eddie? they would go to the edify app this is how this podcast is part of the edify podcast network edify is a faith inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top christian podcast today download the edify app for free from the app store or google play or by going to edify.app that's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. I don't remember saying that, but now I remember saying that. See? Yeah, that prayer was pretty awesome. All right, my friends. Um, have a great Thursday night, and we will possibly see you tomorrow. We have, um, we're going to be going to Mariama's. Mariama's home church. Home church in Anach. Or is it Garden Grove? Costa Mesa, Garden Grove. One of those. Um, it's one of the, the first places that we went together Yes, where I felt God's presence in someone's home like that. Amen. I mean, it was spectacular. Oh, it was spectacular. So uh, pilot junkie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's just a hard nature pilot POV. Where'd I get pilot junkie? I don't know. Um, um, when, when you talked about hearing from God and, and, being in a room with God and feeling his presence. Um, I would have thought that that was crazy until it happened to me and it happened before we even met. Right. And it's, it's what it actually changed my life and caused me to start doing uh, these podcasts before we met. And then it happened again at Mariama's. That's where I'm getting oh. to this point where in that room, you could feel his presence. Amen. And then I had the greatest opportunity at a school board meeting where I was asked to pray and felt completely out of my zone. And, but uh, God grabbed me by the shoulder and, and shoved you and, out there, stood me up <laughs> and I prayed and I felt the devil leave the room. 
Yeah, the devil and, was there. And I had other witnesses. This wasn't something that I just experienced by myself. Other people have told you the same thing. Yes, there was growling, like demonic sounds coming from the audience, screaming. Yeah. But and, once you said the name of Jesus, it just went silent. Yep. And so I just want to support everything you said, um, but you don't need anybody to support it. But I just want to throw oh, in there. I always need your support, lovey. Since we're sitting here together. Yes. <laughs> but it's a, I just love hearing you talk about it, and, um, you know, especially someone challenging uh with with their comments it's awesome uh anything else on on there before we leave i don't think so i like so, nature I and fly planes you, and I used to it's kind of like your cbd to. oil thing <laughs> it identifies i still use cbd oil on my neck the same product that i sell sold um i so, use it on my back yeah it's amazing it don't ingest it though yeah don't he like does it. Don't I like don't. It. <laughs> yeah i do it's good all right, my friends, we love you guys. And uh, thank you to our new friends for joining. And, and thank, thank you, you to our, our existing friends yes. for listening. For, you. for tolerating um, our discussion. I hope it um, I hope it was beneficial for you too. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it was. I hope so. Because I, I think it helps to hear someone actually um, witness witnessing to someone. It helps me. Because I struggle, obviously. I, you know, that story of me. A lot of Christians struggle. Just struggle it. so much. And uh, you stepped right in. And, uh, and witnessed. It was amazing. So thank you, my love. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate all of you. And we will see you over the next couple of days. <laughs> Take care. God bless. God bless. Take care. Bye. Bye.